no matter what we do, no matter what it is, it's going to be hard. You know, like there's going to be challenges in anything we do. So we might as well do what we love. You know, it might as well, like the, the challenges might as well come with something that you're like passionate about and something that you love rather than like something you're like, you know, dreading to do every day, you know? Welcome to episode 31 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that, and now, after eight years as an engineer, I'm proud to say that I support my family just from the income from my online piano course. Today on the show, I was joined by Christy, who has a birding online course. Uh, which is a topic I didn't know very much about, but it was really, really cool to sit down and chat with Christy about the way things sh she set things up, about how she chose this particular topic because she had a lot of hobbies when she was just getting started. Um, so it was a really fun episode, fun just to sit down with her and talk to her about these things. Um, so we talked about the interesting journey that Christy began when she decided to share her passion for nature with others through creating her, her own course. Um, we talked about some of the disappointments and realizations that Christy had, has had along the way and the ways that she has stretched herself as she learned the ins and outs of course creation. And we talked about what Christy wished more people understood before they began making their own online course. So let's go ahead and jump into the inter interview, the conversation with Christy. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jacques. Good to see you. Yeah. Um, thanks for being on. And let me start, you know, the way we normally start with this podcast is if you could kind of take me back however long ago that was to when you first got that idea for your online course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose um, for me, it was about four years ago, four or five years ago. Um, I was really looking for what I wanted to do in my life that would be bigger than myself. You know, I'd always sort of done things that, that I loved and I enjoyed, but I wanted it to include that. Like I wanted it to be something I loved, but I also wanted it to be something that was bigger than just me. And um, after getting really clear about that, you know, I just, I talked to a bunch of people and not that, I mean, I've been looking for like most of my life for this, honestly. Um, but I just, I got really clear that I wanted to master something. I think that was the biggest thing. And um within within just like a week or two of getting clear about that i had this i guess you could call it vision something i just had this massive clarity i woke up like really early like three in the morning one morning with the idea and i just started writing and i think i wrote for like two days um just the entire curriculum everything just really came to me in a matter of just a couple of days um and for the most part i'm still following it i've had like other ideas and sort of expanded on the original idea, but that, um, that first moment was, uh, yeah, it all stemmed from that. So you mentioned some, uh, some interesting like catchphrases there. So yeah. you mentioned you wanted to master something. What are, are you referring to like the whole 10,000 hours thing where you wanted to spend 10,000 hours or something and mm -hmm. be considered a master? What, did, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So what it meant to me was that where I was in my life was that I felt like I was really good at a lot of different things. And I loved a lot. I loved pottery, photography, birding, like all sorts of things. I had just lots of interests and I was pretty good at most of them. And, uh, but looking at my life, I'm now 43. Um, and back then, whatever, 39, I, you know, I just thought to myself, like, I'm ready to be a master of something. And actually like, 
have something be my thing, you know, that I'm known for and that I'm really good at. And um, so that's what it meant for me. And, and what happened was that I, I was living in Washington state for about 15 years working for a wilderness school called the Wilderness Awareness School. And there's amazing naturalists up there. Like the, it's just one of the best places to go if you wanna learn how to be, you know, a stellar naturalist and um and so i used to i used to work for the school i taught for them for many years and um but i think for me i just i never thought that i was particularly good at anything um just because i was surrounded by so many excellent people and then i moved to colorado to find a little bit more sun and um shortly after i moved here i actually started leading the bird walks in town here and i had people come up to me and they'd be like Christy, how do you know what you know? Like, can I learn from you? And I was just like, I don't know anything. Like, what are you talking about? And, um, and I kind of dismissed it for a long time. And then after enough people said that to me, I thought, you know, maybe I, I do have something to offer here. And with, with the style of teaching that we, we learned and we taught at Wilderness Awareness School, it's fairly unique. Um, and, and so I just, yeah, I just kind of like put all that together and started to just really believe in myself. And the other aspect of that is that um, I wanted to learn more. Like I wanted to find a course or some sort of curriculum where like I could go deeper. And I started searching and there was really nothing except like Cornell has this one course that's like a thousand, like $1,500 or something. And it's like kind of, sort of like PhD level, you know, and it was real scientific based. And what I teach um, and my approach to nature connection is, is not just science. Science is a part of it, but it's really about this deep connection with the natural world and like your surroundings. And so I didn't just want the science part of it. Um, and so when I saw that, when I was like, there's nothing out here, I decided to write the course that I would have always wanted, you know? And, um, and so I did, I would come home after work and just start writing. And I've never had that happen before. I've never been this focused or driven. It just, I think the passion and, you know, I honestly don't even know what it is. I can't, I can't say that it's this one thing, but there's something in me now that I didn't have before that has me be very driven. And I, I mean, part of it's love. Part of it is just, I love what I do. I love what I teach. Um, and I really believe in, in what I'm doing. But um, yeah, it's, I also have this feeling like I don't, I don't want to stop because I'm afraid that it'll go back to the time when I you know, didn't have as much drive and wasn't as focused, you know? Well, let me ask you this, because you're obviously very passionate about this. Yeah. And you, you were at a point several years ago where you had several hobbies and you kind of wanted to take a deeper dive into one of them. You, you obviously can't do it all. Yeah. And, and with that um, comes teaching other people through an online course, right? So do you think you would speak this passionately today if you would have chosen one of those other hobbies instead of birding? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's possible. I think... I had this gentleman, some guy that I just met at a class I was doing, ask me a really good question. He was the one that actually um, had me starting to think about like what I wanted in my life. And he just said, well, you know, he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to, I want to master something. And so he's like, all right, Christy, well, what do you want to master? And I was like, I'm not ready to think about that yet. You know? And I was like, we just figured this out, you know? And but I forced myself in that moment. I was like, well, I don't know if I, if I had to choose something, I would choose birding. You know, that's really something that's been with me for about 20 years. It's something I really love. And 
and I, I would like to master that. And he's like, all right, so what's your goal? And I was like, give me a break. Like, I just thought of this, you know, and, but it was good. It was kind of good to have someone really push me to do that. And, um, and so I don't know, I think, I think that when I considered all the things that I loved, um, the, the birding is the thing that, that won out, you know, as far as like the thing that had been with me the longest, that the thing that, that I love doing, you know, like when I, in my spare time, I would go and do that. I would sit in nature. I would connect with the natural world and I would be curious about the birds. And so, um, I don't know, I don't know if, if pottery or, or the other ones like photography, I actually was a professional. I, I can't really say I still am cause I don't, make money from it anymore really, but I was a professional photographer for a while. And so I did actually follow that path. Um, and I loved it. I did love it, but there was something, it just was different. You know, it just, it's not, um, yeah, it's not what this is. That's, uh, I have a really good understanding. I feel like at this point, like of, of the, the events that took place to lead you up to aha moment, I'm going to make an online course about birding. And that's really yeah. cool. So yeah. talk to me about what happened next. Like, what are the steps that you took once you had the idea until when you maybe made your first sale? Yeah. So I was working at the time um, uh, in wilderness therapy. I worked for a wilderness therapy organization. So I'd be in the field for, gosh, it was like two or three days at a time. And then I would come out and like, literally like the night I would come out, like, folks would go out and go drinking or partying or whatever. And I had come home and I would just start writing, you know, and I would just write and write and write. And like every spare moment I had, I was writing. Um, and so it took me, honestly, um, it took me about two years to write the course and also um, develop the website. So I had, um, do you know who John Gallagher is? Does that name sound familiar at all? Yeah. yeah that sounds familiar from, um, Jeff Walker. Jeff Walker stuff who, who wrote, you know, who, who does the product launch formula, um, which just for the people that aren't familiar with that, he teaches a method of like how to sell things specifically online. And I follow his teaching as well, because what he says is don't just, you know, all of a sudden ask for the sale. You want to give, 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 um, yeah. typically in the process of like three videos over the course of a few days. And then once you've taught people. And once you've built trust with people, then you can ask them to sell something. And I think uh, Gallagher is like one of his prized students. Is that fair to he, say? He is. And so Gallagher was, a, I'm glad you call him Gallagher because that's how I reference, I refer okay. to him. But he, um, he was a good friend of mine. We used to work together at the Wilderness Awareness School back in the day. And oh, so no way. He went to study herbalism and we actually studied the herbalism from the same teachers. Cause I was, that was the other thing I forgot. That's the other thing I was considering was doing something with herbalism. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, John had been at this <clears throat> about 10 years longer than I had. And, you know, I just had the idea and I was like, I want to create this course and how do I do it? And so I called him early on. And one of the very first things he said to me was, um, at that time I was, I was just, I had just had my first conversation with a web developer and I was, I was like, I don't, I'm a nature girl. Like, I don't know anything about computers. I don't want to have anything to do with the computers. I want to just pay someone else to do this for me. And he was like, Christy, if this is your, this is what you're going to be doing. This is your commitment. And you want to do this like long-term, you need to know how the back end of everything works. Like you need to develop your own website. And I was just like, no, like I want this thing done. Like my curriculum was already written at that point. And I was like, I just want this out there. And I want to start like teaching and I want people to like see my course. 
and it just felt so daunting, but I, I trusted him, you know, and, and I was like, all right, he knows what he's talking about. And so it took me an entire additional year. So it took me one year to write the course and then another year to, um, to develop the website because I had to teach myself. I was like learning as I was going. And so I got the WordPress website and I, yeah, just step by step, um, did it myself. And I would call him from time to time, like he's a super busy guy. Um, but I would call him from time to time and just check in and right before I, no, it wasn't before I launched. So I had this whole vision <clears throat> of how the course was going to go. And I wanted to give people all sorts of options. And I, I wanted there to be different price points because I wanted it to be affordable for people. And, um, and you know, he was, he was, advising me against doing that but i was like no i have this vision it's got to be this way and um and so i i launched my first course and i actually i, I watched one of your podcasts yesterday um with this woman she does the calligraphy mm -hmm. and she it was the same thing you guys were actually talking about in that where you know it was just crickets i had no sales at all and my my idea at the time was to leave my course just up like just leave it you know and have no deadline or anything and um, I left it up for, I think a good month and there was nobody. And so I called Gallagher and I was just like in tears and I'm like, I just spent two years of my life. And like, it was supposed to happen, you know, like I was supposed to get all these people and, and, you know, and so he's like, let me take a look at your site. So he looked at it and he called me back and gave me some really good advice. And one of his biggest pieces of his pieces of advice was, um, I had too many choices out there. He's like, it's confusing, Christy. He's like, it looks great, but it's just too confusing. Like you have too many options for people. It doesn't make sense. You have to make it really easy for people. Um, and then what was the other thing he said? Um, he's like, you have to have a deadline. He's like, if it's just out there all the time, he's like, no, he's like, it's like people going to college. If you could go to college whenever you wanted and there wasn't no, like application date, like people just wouldn't go. They got to do it later, you know? And, um, and so I had some more tears um, for a little while because I thought to myself, oh my God, I just spent two years of my life developing this. And now he's basically telling me I have to go and rewrite the entire thing, not the curriculum, but the website. And um, after I, it took me just a couple of days to kind of like get over that. And I just sat right back down and got to work. And it only took me a month to rewrite the whole thing um, because I had so much knowledge at that point. I was like, I know what to do now. You know, it, it did take me a year to learn it, but like now I know what to do. So it's not hard to readjust it. Um, and, and it was so effective. It was, you know, I didn't have like the massive sales like John did, you know, the first time out of the gate, but you know, I, and this is something I think I've learned along the way that um, I don't know if it's a, a, a woman man thing or if it's just like, you know, different people. Um, and that is that like, as, learning from folks like John Gallagher, learning from folks like Jeff Walker, Brendan Bouchard, like all those guys, there's, I think this image, this idea that like, that you're going to put your course out there and you're going to have success. Like the first day, you know, you're going to make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and so when that doesn't happen and when it didn't happen for me, I felt really down. I was just like, I'm a failure. Like this, this isn't going to work. And what I realized shortly after that happened, like I, I, I did get some students, but I certainly didn't have like hundreds of thousands of people. Um, it, it was like, I am in this for the long haul. And this, this, the internet marketing thing is a fairly new um, genre out there. And I, I thought about like my grandpa, you know, who built this really successful 
um, greenhouse business and he did it over years. Like it took time to build. And, and I just got, I became okay with that. I was like, this is what I want to do for the long haul. And so I just need to think about it, you know, with the, a big picture in mind, not just like short term, want it right now, give me everything you got. Of course, it would be nice, you know, like I wouldn't complain if it came that way, but um, I really do value the, the slow growth of things, you know, it's like plants, you know, there are some plants that grow in like jungles and stuff like that, that just, you know, grow a mile a minute. But, um, you know, the rest of the world, I think uh, things grow slowly and that's okay. I think that's a, a really good message for people to hear and keep in mind because when you, you know, when you want to, when you want to make an online course, uh, one, one natural thing to do is like look for some instruction. And so you may take a course like Jeff Walker's course and whenever they market it, you hear about all the success stories and you're like, yeah. you know, uh, Bob Joe took my course and um, it took him 30 days to get his course up. And when he launched it, he made $200,000 in sales. Okay. So I go, of course, he's going to use those stories to market his course because that's going to help it sell better. But that's not, that's not normal yeah. uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that your story is more on the normal side of the spectrum. And it's really cool that you had the attitude that you had that you're in it for the long haul, right? Yeah. And now you're looking here four years later, and I'm assuming you don't have too many regrets. No, not at all. And actually it was, this is the first year this winter back in December where I made the decision to give everything I had to my business. Like I'm in a position now, you know, I'm not raking in the dough, but I'm in a position now where like I can just focus. I was like, okay, if I get a part-time job, I'll make this much money. If I give everything I have to my business, all the courses that are scheduled, like I do live courses as well as the online courses. And I was like, if I do all of those and give everything I have to like, you know, publicizing them and, and getting people in the courses and stuff, like I could make just as much, if not more doing that. And so I, I chose to do that. And I, you know, had to make sacrifices in other areas of my life so that I can make that work. But, um, you know, but yeah, no, I have no regrets and it's totally worth it. And I think the other thing I think about often is that, um, I thought a friend of mine wanted to, um, years ago, she wanted to open or kind of reopen this coffee shop that had been in the town where I was living in Washington. Um, it was a super popular place. Everyone loved it. It was just like, you know, where everyone went if they had time off or if they wanted to like work on a project, whatever. Like they went to the coffee shop and they hung out there. And I think she would have done a great job at it. And when she looked at it, she was like, oh, it's just going to be too hard. You know, it's just going to be, there's too much work involved. And I, at that time, I just thought to myself, it's like, no matter what we do, no matter what it is, it's going to be hard. You know, like there's going to be challenges in anything we do. So we might as well do what we love. You know, it might as well, like the, the challenges might as well come with something that you're like passionate about and something that you love rather than like something you're like, you know, dreading to do every day, you know? Yeah. I, it makes me think, uh, I had a coaching call with somebody last week and she's, she's right at the beginning of the stages of this stuff. And, and the main thing that we were trying to nail down on this call was like, should she even move forward with her online course or not? It wasn't how to do this one particular aspect is like, is this even for me or not? And one of the things we talked about was, um, uh, one of the things we talked about, uh, was the, the, there's no limit with an online course. Like she's working a few part-time jobs um, and there's a limit to how many hours she can work. And there's a limit to how much money she can make with that. 
Um, but with an online course, there's little, literally no limit. Like there's no limit to how many people you could sell to, mm -hmm. no limit to the impact that you can have on other people. There's no limit to the amount of money you can make. Yes, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take potentially a lot of time. Um, yeah. And maybe at the end of the day, like you work on this for two, three, four years and you make an extra $500 a month. And for yeah. a lot of people, that's amazing but maybe you end up making $50,000 a month. It's yeah. totally possible, but with yeah. most jobs, it's not possible. Exactly. You know? That's a really, I had never thought of it that way, but that's a really, really good perspective to have. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just, I can't get over the fact that you worked on this thing for two years and then like you launched and like a month goes by and you didn't make any sales Nothing. because that you just don't hear that story very often because it's not, it's not very sexy, you know? Yeah. And, and I have, you know, my story is similar, but just not to that extent, right? I worked online for probably eight months and I launched and um, I didn't make any sales like that first day, but I made my first sale the next day. Yeah. And, and you didn't really hear those stories either. Um, so at that point, like, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand how you had the motivation to keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think part of it, it really was the love. Like I, I had to do some real soul searching. I was like, and I, and I have, there's been like, um, I guess sort of moments along the way where they're like soul searching moments. And um, I often find that like, you know, if I'm struggling, there's, there's times where like, I'll, I'll be procrastinating on something. And I just, I ask myself, I'm like, okay, is this because I don't want to do it? Or is there actually something like, in the way is there something that's just like you know that i'm resisting right now for some reason and i just i so i have to, i take these moments just to get really clear about what my intention and my motivation is for doing these things and and that's what had to happen like i spent like a day crying about it you know and and like going and it's good to let yourself do that too it's just like let myself grieve like the loss of not having you know because i was like oh i'm not gonna have to like work this job anymore and i'll get to like just teach and do all these things i love and you know, and so there's like a loss in that. So I think it's important to grieve the loss of what you were hoping for. Um, and then, and then it's like, okay, you know, life goes on. Like after any loss, it's just like life's life's, you know, the birds are still singing and the trees are still growing. And, you know, so it's like, what do I do now? And, and I, and I asked myself, like, is this really what I want for the long term? And it is. So let's get to work, you know? That's awesome. So yeah. what was, what was your launch strategy at the time? I mean, did you have an email list that you could let know the course was available? Um, I think at the time what I was doing was I had like a very small, no, that was just like friends and family. If the, my email list was like friends and family, cause I didn't have a business. I didn't have like, I had a couple people that had gone to my bird walks, you know, so a lot of it was like word of mouth. Um, I did actually run the course before I put it together. Um, online i ran it live for two years um and so i actually just as i started writing the course i think i had like three modules written at that time i was calling them chapters so i had the three modules written and the univer local university here fort lewis college was they were doing a um was it continuing education program and someone said oh they want someone to do like a bird course and i heard that you're writing this bird course do you want to do it and i was like sure <laughs> i only had like three courses or three modules written i like the total was going to be eight. So I still had five more to write. So I was basically like writing them as I was teaching them, which was a great motivation. It was awesome to be like teaching, like seeing what needed to happen. And so I also got to like test it out, like see what worked and what didn't work. And, um, 
you asked me a question about that, but I forgot like what, the, oh, my strategy. So yeah, so I taught it for two years live, um, saw what needed to be fixed. And then, um, yeah, so I only had like a few, I didn't have that many people. And then my Facebook, like fr just friends on Facebook. So I just marketed to like, I put it on Facebook and I told everybody about it. And then I asked them to share it. And I was like, yes, it's gonna work, you know? And yeah, nothing happened. So there wasn't much of a strategy, much of a list. And I don't remember, I might've, it's possible I had started doing a blog then. I think I was doing, at that time, it was a weekly blog, like a free video blog where I was teaching. And so I think I did slowly start to have some people on a list with that. Um, but my list wasn't very big, it was pretty small. Okay. So yeah. the, the four year time frame that it was four years ago that you got the idea, not when you first yeah. launched, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. So, uh, four years ago when you got the idea, right? Looking back and knowing everything, you know, now, mm. what would you have done differently? What would I have done differently? Um, Definitely would have kept my job, which I did. Uh, that was a good idea. So I wouldn't have done that differently. Um, I would have been, I think, you know, so one thing I've learned is to have really realistic goals. I had this magic encounter. Um, I was waiting for, I was actually in Washington this summer and I was waiting for a friend at the ferry. Um, we were going to spend the, like a weekend on um, Orcas Island up there. And it's a beautiful little small island up there. And, and, uh, and waiting for the ferry to come in, this guy was sitting up on a rock and he it was right near where I parked my car. And so I, um, I just felt curious about him and we said hi to each other. And then we just struck up this conversation and it was just like, we had been friends for like a hundred years, you know? And I, I think he works for Ted talks or something. Cause he had all this Ted paraphernalia on him. And, uh, I, we, I never even asked his name, never asked where he worked. He never asked mine, but we just had this great interaction. And I kind of sort of like helped him process something about this new merger he was doing. And then he helped me process sort of like what I was looking for in my life at that time. And the biggest thing that he said, he was just like, it doesn't sound like what you're doing is bad or wrong. It just sounds like your, your goals aren't realistic. You know, he's just like, you need to start setting some really realistic goals. And because every time I would set this goal of like, I'm going to get like 10,000 new students or a thousand new students. And like, it would be like 20, I'd be disappointed. And it's like, well, 20 is actually not bad. You know, it's actually like a good number. And so um, I think what I would have done back then is just really be realistic with myself, you know, because all I had been listening to were the Brendan Broussards, the Jeff Walkers and Gallagher's and, and that, and I didn't know any different, you know, but I think like, I'm so grateful that you're doing this podcast and, and for folks who are starting out, this is a wonderful, wonderful resource because um, I do think a lot of people give up really easily and give up um, because they, they aren't making six figures right out the gate. And, um, and I don't think that that's, I think it's something to hope for, something to dream about and desire, but I don't think it's something that's realistic right out the gate. And, and if it happens, it's kind of like icing on the cake. Great, let it happen. But um, yeah, I, I would say be real, realistic with myself and probably also um, be more gentle with myself. I think I was really hard on myself because I wasn't, doing that, you know, because I wasn't um, having thousands of students right away. So I think being a little bit more gentle with myself would have allowed me to like, um, just be more free, you know, with what I and, and like, believe in what I'm actually doing. Because like, right now, my business is doing just what I want. It's like slowly growing. And so every year I have new partnerships, I have new students, I have new interactions, like more and more people know who I am, know what I'm doing, and, um, and are recommending me to their friends and, and all that. And I'm being asked to like, 
talk in different places and, you know, teach in different places. And so um, it's actually also manageable for me. You know, it's not like so fast, so soon that I, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, like, what do I do with all this? I'm like growing at a really um, steady and healthy rate. Yeah. So to address the, the, or to add to be realistic with your goals, I think it's important to do that. It's very important to do that in the short term. But what people are able to accomplish in the long term, once again, is kind of unlimited. And so um, tell, tell me what you think about this. But I would say, you know, set realistic short term goals like, okay, in the first year, I want to sell five copies of this or something like that. Right, right. And if you hit that, like celebrate it, you know, yeah, absolutely celebrate yeah. it. But once you hit it, let's set a new goal and a yeah. bigger goal, yep. you know, things like that. Because for the first year that I had my course out there, I probably sold like 10 copies, right? Something uh -huh. like that. And now I sell like 150 copies a month. Wow. And if you would have told me back then that, you know, four or five years later, I'd be selling 150 copies a month, I would have thought that was unattainable. Like that's not possible. But if I would have like set incremental goals, okay, I sold 10 this year, let's sell 20 next year. Once uh -huh. you sell 20, maybe we can sell 80 and, yeah. and so on. So I think, um, I think people underestimate what they can accomplish over yes. the long term. Yeah, it's sort of, there's both that happens to people. I think one, some people like myself um, get too overzealous with their, their vision and their idea, like, right, like for the short term. And I think other people don't dream big enough. You mm -hmm. know, they don't think it's possible. And so it's like, I always love those. Um, a lot of, there's a, uh, an entrepreneurial group here in town that I've been a part of that, you know, every, I think it's like January, they do this thing where everyone comes together and we do this like visioning, you know, for like the next basically the rest of your life it's kind of just like okay on your deathbed you you know this is what you've accomplished and you like backtrack it you know there's like a lot of um exercises out there like that but i think it's fantastic to do that on an annual basis where you're like you're re-evaluating your and actually a monthly basis too but you know the big picture i think it's good to just like let yourself dream like crazy you know like let yourself have the dream of the impossible things you know yeah. Um, so are you familiar with the term like a funnel or a sales funnel? Yeah. Okay. So what does your sales funnel look like? Um, let's see, like specifically in what way? So like right now, can I go to your website and buy your course? No. Well, one of them you can. So I have multiple courses now. Okay. Um, I have, I have my uh, master's course, which is the one I've been talking most about, um, which is an eight, but basically eight months, but I have it as an independent study course. So you can take as long as you want to complete it. Um, that's more of a subscription base. And that one is only open um, a certain, you know, I think I, I've been doing it like once a year. Um, and I have a bird song course, so learning to identify bird song that's actually open right now. <laughs> um, and it'll be open until March 11th, because that one runs um, from March 11th for six weeks. Um, and I have a bird feather identification course that that one ran, I think sometime in October or so. Um, and so for me, like the way I do it, yeah, that's a great question. The way I do it is that I have sort of like an open and close date for my courses. Um, and then I do live courses throughout the year. So I'm going to be doing like a canoe trip, like a week long canoe trip. Um, I'm doing a vintage birding course in Boulder, Utah. So like there's all these, um, other ways for me to interact with people that are, I guess, ongoing or, or like live and people can participate with me like throughout the year. Um, but some of these other courses I have, um, yeah, they just happen like, you know, one time a year. And, and part of that, uh, the rationale for that is goes back to the advice that John Gallagher gave you with deadlines, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, your approach because I, I do think like I get, so what I do is I, once the course is closed, I have, I took us from Gallagher as well. Um, I have a wait list. And so I have people sign up who are interested in the course um, and I'll let them know kind of I'll either give them a special deal or I'll let them know first that the course is going live. Um, and uh, and it's interesting, like sometimes when I see my wait list growing, I'm just like, should I just be open <laughs> now? Like I could have more students, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I still, I, I've been going back and forth about that one. I really think there's value in having like open close date. And then I also think that it's like nice. Like if someone's excited, they, they see my website and they're stoked right then, they want to do it right then. It's like, why not, you know? And, and I don't know, maybe after a couple of years of being out, like maybe that's like, I can shift and, and do that approach. Um, but is, has that been, is that what you do? Has that been working for you? I, you know, about two or three years ago, I listened to a podcast where the host was interviewing a guy named David Seidman Garland. All right. Are you familiar with him? I'm not, no. Um, he has a website called Create Awesome Online Courses. Oh, cool. And, and he is, he's one of the online course uh, experts out there. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he was talking about his funnel and, and why it works and how it works. And there's a lot of Jeff Walker product launch formula mixed in there. And oh. I listened to that podcast about five times and I implemented exactly what he said to do. Like I didn't even buy his course or anything. I just listened exactly what he said to do. And he said to, you know, have a wait list and don't let people buy. And then you go through the launch process, the pre-launch process where you, you give away some, um, some training and yeah. ease what's coming next and so on. And you've got this like week or two long process, um, of waiting until, the, the launch actually happens and then you launch and you send out like an email a day during the launch and you talked about what you say in each email and the the instant I implemented that like my sales like doubled or tripled it was amazing wow. yeah it was awesome and since then I've, I've tweaked it I've, tr I've made it work better for for my particular for niche yes. and for for my particular like personality and voice and everything and I've got my funnel very dialed in at this point mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that's worked really well. So, but it's good to hear, you know, what's working for you too. And that's cool that you have multiple courses to offer and you can kind of have, have enrollment periods for each individual course. Cause I only have one course, you know, yeah. uh, basically. So, well, and actually, so what, this is, this might inspire some people. So what happened for me was speaking of the funnel, it was like a couple years ago and I was thinking like, okay, so I, I need to, I need to create this like free offering, you know, before yeah. I, I launched my master's course. And so I was like, what can I do? And I was like, well, um, I looked at all the videos of my blog that were like the most popular and they all were birdsong, you know, the, the ones I, where I talked about birdsong were like the most watched videos. And so I thought, okay, well, people are really interested in, in birdsong, you know, of all the things I've talked about over the last couple of years, like that's it. And so I thought, okay, well, how about I create a course about how to learn bird song? Because it's, and it's true, it's what I say in my little video right there, but like um, I was someone who was not musically inclined and I didn't believe that I could ever learn bird song, but I taught myself how to learn bird song. And I used methods that were like pretty unconventional and that aren't out there today. Cause I think most of the things that teach people bird song are for people who understand music and, and I don't, and I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to learn. I'm like trying to learn the banjo and whatever. But um, because of that, it's like, well, I know if I can do it, anyone can do it. So um, anyway, so I created this, my free offering was this, at that time, it was a five day free learning bird song course. And I had like 500 people from all over the world sign up for it. Um, and then I forget, I think I ended up with like maybe 30 or 40 
um, students sign up to do the master's course from that 500. Um, so that was my funnel. It was like, do this, you know, five day course. And then that led into, I think I did a webinar. And then from the webinar, I, um, I launched the master's course. Um, and that was, I think what I, that's, it was my approach last year, the year before. And then I thought to myself, I was like, this was really successful. Like people love the bird song. I didn't even know how it would go. Cause it's like, you know, part of the stuff is like, I'm just making stuff up. I'm like doing what, what works for my brain and what works for me. And, and people loved it. I had this ornithologist write to me and she was like, Christy, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but like, I'm a professional ornithologist and like, I've never been able to learn bird song, but like your course, just like, I just like, now I believe in myself. Like, I think I can do it, you know? And, um, and so I thought, well, gosh, like I could just take that. I've already created the videos, like it's done. How about I just make it like a six week course instead of a five day course and then I'll charge for it. So now I had like my free offering is now become my next course. Um, and I did that also with the bird feathers where like I, the bird feathers was like a free offering and now it's a course. And so um, now, I, but now I have to like keep creating like new friend, like, oh gosh, now I need something else to offer for like the free thing. And I was a little, um, I had too much to do this time. So for my bird song course, instead of doing like a free offering, I just marked it down like 50% off. So I have, I think 50 or 40% off the, the cost of the course. So I, I didn't have a big funnel for this one, um, other than like the reduced price. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been my approach for my classes. Yeah. Once you have like an audience and specifically an email list, it's really easy to just ask them what they want. Because if you, if, if you give, if you can sell them exactly what they want, then, you know, they're probably going to buy it. And yeah. I, I did that recently with both my paid students, as well as just my email list. It's like, Hey, what's the one thing you're struggling with most on the piano? And uh -huh. without a doubt, the number one answer was hand coordination, right? So getting your left and right hand to just do two different things. Dreams. And so right now I'm working on a, on kind of a mini course on hand coordination and I'm not necessarily going to just sell that to them, but I'm going to include it as a bonus with yeah. my, with my course. And hopefully, hopefully that will get more people to buy it. And I'm just going to, to give it to the people that have already signed up and that'll just yeah. hopefully increase goodwill and maybe testimonials yeah. and things like that. Um, so I'm looking forward, forward to that. And I think it's, I, I love the other thing I love about having like multiple, like the incentive for creating these free offerings has been great because now I have more to give, you know? And um, like when I do, I, the, the, there's uh, these gatherings I go to, they're called primitive skills gatherings. So it's where people learn how to make like bow drill fires or they can make like baskets or they learn how to scrape hides. And so I'm the one that teaches people about birds at these events. And sometimes we have 600 people, 500 people at them. Um, and why was I telling? Oh yeah. And so, um, there's often like a drawing for instance, like to raise money for like scholarships for these events. And, and so I'll offer like one of my courses for those drawings. And I just feel it's great. Cause like now I have sort of this, um, I don't like the word arsenal. What's another better word? I have like, I have, you know, a basket of things to pull from, you know, where it's just like, oh, I want to give someone this thing or, you know, someone's done something great and I can give them this course or whatever. And it's, it's really nice to have a lot of options to, to give people, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. I had a, um, I was interviewed for a local um, uh, business magazine recently and a photographer came by to shoot some um, pictures and we were talking about piano and stuff. And, um, he, he mentioned getting like a piano, a keyboard for Christmas, but he doesn't know how to play it. And so we were able to trade my course. And in exchange, he was going to give me all the extra photos that he took that weren't going to be used in the publication. So I'm, I'm totally with you. It's like cool to have that, that thing. Yeah. 
And I've also been able to give it to just like friends and family that um, are interested in learning. And I have a, one of my good friends right now is like on day 19 of my course. And he sends me a video every single day of his progress. And he's so, so jacked. Oh, great. No so fun. So I, I totally resonate with that. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this next. Um, somebody that is like you four years ago and, and like me about five years ago, who has this thing that they're passionate about and they, they just get the idea for, okay, I'm going to turn this into an online course, right? Mm -hmm. Right then at that point in their life, what advice do you have for them? Mm, don't quit your job <laughs> right away. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I guess it really would depend on what your resources are. And, and I mean that in a lot of different ways, like financial, but also family friends, like, um, you know, that speaking of that, what's, I don't remember her name, but the woman who does the calligraphy, um, yeah, Melissa Esplin, Melissa. Yeah. So, you know, you would ask her this question about like her husband and her husband was like a huge resource for her. Like he did her web stuff and she's like, I couldn't have done it without him. And so I think there's a lot of things to consider. And I, I would just say, take stock, like just take a little bit of time and take stock of like what you have available. And it's really, it, you have to be willing to sacrifice. Like there's going to be sacrifices in your, in your life and your family and your friends. Like for that, that year that I was actually developing the website, like I didn't go out at all. Like my friends were like, where are you? Like, are you even on this planet anymore? Like I would wake up in the morning at whatever time I woke up and until it got like until bedtime, I would work, I like 12 hours a day, I was working on my website and like, it was not good for my, I would say, make sure you take good care of your body <laughs> when, when you're doing it. Cause I didn't. And like, it's just, it's not good to sit that long, you know? And, um, but yeah, I think take stock of, of what your resources are and then, and also like have a good conversation with your family. Cause I think even Melissa was saying that we're like, you know, her and her husband kind of had to sit down and be like, all right, like who's going to take care of the kids and what's going to happen here. And, um, you know, for me, I'm single. And so I, I only had to consider myself, but like my friends actually did, I don't know, they paid the price necessarily, but it was, um, I, I listened to a, a podcast once. It was one of like the guru kind of things. I forget who was talking. And, and the guy said, you basically have to be willing to like lose, lose all your friends. Um, if you, if you want to start a business, if you want to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, I don't know if I like that idea. I think that's like the kind of approach. It's a very, um, masculine approach, I think, where it's just like, you're so driven. You just go and do everything and you spend all night long. And, and I was like, well, I think there, there's other ways, you know, like you don't necessarily have to lose all your friends or like, you know, get a divorce from your wife. And um, that doesn't have to happen. But you, I think people have to realize that there are going to be impacts. You know, I think it's like, um, I hope people don't take offense to me saying this, but it's, it's like the closest thing I've ever been able to relate it to is like having a child. I've never had given birth myself, but from all the stories I've heard from friends and family of what it's like to like actually grow a baby in your belly and then actually like go through labor and then give birth and then have this new being in your life. It's like, that's really what it's like. It take it's like a whole other being, you know, your, your, your baby, your business, your course is like, you really have to consider that you're like, or you're getting a puppy. I don't know. <laughs> that's the way to look at it. Like, you know, like, do you have room in your life for a, for a puppy or a child, you know? And, um, because it takes a lot, it takes a lot of your, you know, like you might wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it or, um, you know, like vacation is planned and you've got a launch happening and there's just things that I think it's, it's worthwhile to take stock and be honest with the people in your life and, and ask for support, you know, cause, uh, the other thing I would say that is, this just came to me, um, and I'm, I'm never very good at this in my life where I, I just like share everything with everybody. I'm like pretty open about my life and what's going on. And, 
And I remember when this idea first came to me, I thought to myself, like, I'm going to hold this really close for a little while. You know, I think this is really special. This is something really, really precious about this right now. And, um, and I think it's, it's like a little seed, you know, it's like the seed needs to germinate. It needs to be in the ground in the darkness for a while. And then it like slowly starts to poke its little head out, you know, and then the sun comes, but it might be like under the shade of a tree before, you know, it's in full sun. And so I, I shared really, um, sparingly with certain people in my life and only the people that I thought would really support my vision. Cause I, I think people can crush it really easily. Um, you know, and, and, and not, not that they're like ill meaning, but I think that, you know, people say stuff that um, in the beginning of like a new birth, like a new vision of something, it can easily crush your ideas. So I'd say, wait until you feel like you've got some like wood, you know, some strength to your, your vision and your idea. Maybe like when your website's actually like, you know, built or whatever, like, I mean, you decide who you tell and when, but I think that was an important piece for me in, in, in having like strength. Because when I finally did start to share with more of my friends and, and put it out there, like I was proud of what I was doing. And I had like, I was like, no, this is what's happening. You know, I wasn't like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Cause that was the beginning. It was like, Oh, I have this idea and I'm really scared. You know, it's like, is it a good idea? Am I capable? Am I qualified? Like, you know, there's all the doubt that happens, I think, early on. I think um, that we're about out of time, uh, but this has been just a wonderful conversation and I'm looking forward to going back through and like putting the show notes together because I think there's a lot of, of really good nuggets in here. So thank you so much for um, joining me today. So uh, in, in closing, um, just let everybody know where they can find you online. Yeah, so my website is birdmentor.com and I'm birdmentor is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, all over the place. You can just look up Bird Mentor. Thanks, Christy. Yeah, thanks so much. And thank you again to Christy for joining me on the episode today. This has been episode 31 of the Online Course Guy podcast. For those of you that are ready to have a successful online course like I do, like Christy does, go ahead and head to theonlinecourseguy.com. We've got a free quick start guide waiting for you. It's the eight steps to turning your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I look forward to having you download that, go through that, and working with you on your own profitable online course.